welcome to the Built for the Trades podcast. And on today's episode, I really want to dive into two simple tools that you can apply to your business to really avoid the age-old problem of having bad team members on our team and ultimately creating chaos in the business that we're running. And in doing so, I'm a simple guy. So I apply two simple tools, really the only two tools that you're going to need. And I'm going to give you these tools today. So welcome to the podcast. Wanted to start off really before I jump into these tools, just sharing a little bit about Built for the Trades. You see, Built for the Trades is really a community of like-minded um, tradespeople, tradesmen, tradeswomen. Uh, you know, we really believe in in being proud to be Americans, proud to be tradesmen and women. We uh, provide quality work. Serving over selling is really important to us, and there is a difference. Uh, living with integrity is another thing that we believe in. Um, you're only as good as your word, so keeping your words important. Always progressing, and ultimately this is built on a foundation of faith. This country was built on faith. This country was built on God, and we believe in that. And so here we're here to serve the business owners and the trades looking to grow their businesses. At Bill for the Trades, our motto is grow your business through leadership development. And that's not just developing people around you. That's also developing yourself and, and helping yourself grow to the next level. So this is for the trades business owner, managers. This is for the, the technician riding in the truck that wants to own their, own their own trade business one day. You know, it's really here to inspire those people to take that leap of faith and to, and to get into the trades. We need more people who believe in these type of values in the trades the trades have become such a selling pool of uh, selling customers only focused on dollars. And also in the coaching training space, it's become very much about selling, 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 over serving, over quality work, over truly caring about the people that we're working for and that we're working around. So without any further ado, welcome. I'm going to dive right into this. So really, this is the only two tools that you're going to need to build great team members. I don't know about you, but having bad team members is chaotic, right? Sometimes you'll grow your business and you're so busy doing the day-to-day that you just acquire more and more people to your team. Um, you do very, very, you know, very little training. You have some good people, some bad people. You wish you'd get rid of the bad people, but man, you just don't have enough time, you know? So, Taking these tools that I'm going to give you today and applying them and applying them consistently and getting your team bought into them is really going to revolutionize your trades business. And it's going to help you solve that issue of, you know, your business being out of control because really nobody should have to experience an out of control business and even to the point where you almost feel hostage by your team members. And that's common in the trades because being a trades person is a valuable role. Right now, we need more trades people. And so, without any further ado, I really want to talk about, you know, my own experience as a home service business owner with well over 20 years of experience leading, owning businesses in the trades, going through the ups and downs. I would be foolish uh, if I was to sit here and say, oh yeah, I did it and everything was great and rosy and never really had any problems, grew my business, sold my business, did all these things, look at me because that's not real. And people want a leader who's real, not one who's always right. And I can think back to a specific story where I had about 40 people on my team. And, uh, you know, out of those 40 people, every it never failed. Like I at least had 
three to five team members that I knew were bad team members that I needed to get rid of. But I could easily justify it as like, we're busy, we have the work, the good team members are going to outweigh the bad team members. But in reality, when you have those bad team members on your team, there's always going to be the chaos that ensues. So it wasn't until I realized that, hey, there's two simple tools I can plot in my business. As long as I do it consistently and I actually hold people accountable to them, they will take that and really revolutionize the team. You see, with leadership development, the very one of the very most foundational things we should do in leadership development is to set clear written expectations for people. The very next thing we should do is give clear written results of what we want that person to achieve. The in-between piece, as long as they're living by our core values, we let that person go out and achieve what it is that we have given them to achieve. That's somebody leading their lives. That is a leader who thinks for themselves and who accomplishes the results that you want to accomplish. It's a lot different than a follower, somebody who you're always having to tell what to do. So the plan is called the only two tools you need to, uh, to really build great team members. Um, you know me, I just made that up on the fly, but, uh, this is not revolutionary. Uh, for some people it may be, for some people you're going to be like, Dan, I've heard this a hundred times, but the reality is, are you applying it to your business? So the very first thing I want to talk to you about is a position agreement, also known as job descriptions, right? Uh, it has, has many different names, team member commitments, position agreements. I, I personally like the word or the, the term position agreement, because if you're a leader and you're in charge of your life and you're coming to work for my business, we're going to sit down and go through clear expectations of what's expected of you as a service tech or as a as a service manager or whatever role you're taking. We're going to walk through that. You see, not too long ago, I was working with a, a service manager and he was 90 days into his job and uh, he came to me and said, Dan, he's like, man, I'm, I'm 90 days in. I think I'm doing a good job, but I'm a little bit like, I don't really know uh, whether or not I'm doing a good job or not. And I said, you know, Hey Bob, like, where's your position agreement? And he's like, Oh yeah, I can pull, I can pull the position agreement back up. So the company had position agreements, but they weren't necessarily going back to them time and time again, like they should have been with Bob in order to train him up. So what we did, we pulled out the position agreement. If you're watching, I have one sitting right here and uh, we went through with the highlighter and we just read through the result statement, who he reports to, and then what his job responsibilities are. At that point, we were able to easily highlight three or four things that we knew that he needed more training on, more coaching on, in order to fully develop him in his role. Speaking of that, that is taking this position agreement, you could even double this as a 90-day check-in procedure for your, your team members. So just like I did with Bob, you could check in with team members at the 90-day mark, making sure that they're doing their job adequately. Position agreements are great. Um, Y'all both sign them. They both understand them. Anytime you're having some issues with that team member, pull the position agreement back out. And the other thing I would recommend too is that you are updating all the position agreements for your business, um, reviewing them with the team members and signing them a minimum of one time per year. All right. 
So if you heard that and you think, oh, I've heard that before, please apply it. Watch how it takes and at least sets the foundation for that leader in your business to be successful. The next piece, the result piece, is a spin off of the position agreement. It's called a position monthly scorecard. These, this, this sheet, if you're watching here, you can see this sheet is the top six things that we can hold this person accountable to that's directly off of their position agreement. So this must be measurable. It could be something like uh, the amount of options they're giving per job, or it could be something about their average ticket or their booking percentage or how many membership plans they're selling or how many five-star reviews they're getting in a month. We can have these metrics, as you can see here on the left, it's, it's every month of the year on the top. It's all the metrics that we're going to hold that person accountable to. And we sit down with this person every month, the same time every month, preset on the calendar, scheduled meeting. And we go through and we either put a one if they did it or we put a zero if they didn't do it. And the reality is, is if we have six categories on the scorecard, any, any, as long as they're getting four of six, we call that a pass scorecard. Anything less than that's a failed scorecard. Uh, you can tie bonuses, you can tie percentage like commission plans to this, um, but it really gives you a well-rounded team member um, versus just paying a percentage of a, of a sales commission or something like that. This really allows you to look at six different areas of what they're responsible for. Um, you could talk about training the team in here. And there's, just, there's just so many things that, that you can really take and do with this scorecard. Uh, typically a five of six or a six of six is the bonus uh, range when you start ranging people on this. So when you go to the free resources, you can download these two, you can take them, you can make them your own. But the reality is, is when you start holding your team accountable to this, especially on the scorecard, we use a, a three strikes you're out type rule. So if somebody fails their scorecard three months in a row, that's 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 time for termination. It should never really get that that far because they fell at once, they fell at twice. There should be some action plans that you have in place uh, that they agree upon to go in and correct to really ensure that they are getting back on track towards what it looks like to be successful in their position. So please dive in, take these, take these forms, make them your own. And, and really this is going to help you avoid for the future that time wasted dealing with unhappy team members because they're having to work alongside people who aren't producing unhappy customers because they're getting cheated by your, by these bad team members that you have going on. And it's going to be a proactive system that you can have in your business that allows you to stay ahead of the problem. So many times in business, we're always fixing the issues that pop up, but we, we don't look back a little, a few steps for, uh, before that and ask ourselves, you know, where is, what is it that we're missing? What's the sign that we're missing that's causing this issue? And this position agreement scorecard combo is a great way to tame that chaos in your business. So anyways, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you want to have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can comment here in the boxes below. We'd love to hear from you. Definitely subscribe. Follow us on the, on the podcast. Like I said, we're here to serve um, the people out there in the trades who are looking to do it right. 
uh, looking to start their business, grow their business, and really take their leadership to the next level.